Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody, y'all. This is Pastor Jay, and we're going to start off in decency and order, and we're going to come out of Romans 5 and 1, where it says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through God, we have peace. So if, if you're going through some trying times, if you're going through something that you don't you don't know what to do, chaos is on your left and your right. Just know through Jesus, you can have peace. He could be able to bring peace in your life. Despite of what the naysayers say, Jesus could bring peace to your life. Despite of what your bank account says, Jesus could bring peace to your life. Despite what your doctor says, Jesus can bring peace to your life. Amen. Amen. Dear Father, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for everything that you're doing. God, we ask you to come into the midst. We ask you to come into the room, God. God, we thank you for all the things that you're doing. God, touch every listener. Touch every person under the sound of my voice. Let them be able to hear you. Let them be comforted by you. Let your peace be beholded on to them, God. God, just really touch them, God. Let them be able to see you clearly. God, let them be able to have your understanding, your wisdom, God. God, we thank you for all the things that you're doing. We thank you for the doors that you're still opening opening God. God, we ask you to touch every person under the sound of my voice so that they can say, what can I do to be saved? Touch the unreachable, touch the unteachable God, so that this show today, God, under the sound of my voice, will be able to reach out to somebody that really needed to hear this word. And we said that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 This is Pastor Jay. And like always, I got something to say. And what I got to say is this. You can find me at Anointed Jaylon on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow, follow me as well at Pastor Jaylon Calhoun on Facebook, y'all. Make sure you go ahead and get my single, Renew My Praise, which is at 127,000 streams, y'all. It's doing well. So make sure you go download and renew my praise, my new single out there. Um, I'm actually about to re-release it again, guys, and it's going to be on the Sony platform, y'all. New, new news about to be out there on way more platforms. It's about to really take its own life and just get some wings, y'all. So to God be all the glory, have some new music coming out. And I wanted to definitely say happy birthday to my very first single, Jesus Shoe Make Me Happy. That was my very first single from last year. And it is a year old after 10 nom award nominations, two awards, won 70,000 uh, uh, listenership on YouTube and 50,000 on streaming. To God be the glory. God really had that ministry go forth, and it's been a great ministry ever since. So definitely go check out my song, Jesus, You Make Me Happy. It'll get you to be real happy in some down times. So definitely, I want you guys to go check out my co-hosts in their absence. Check out Chris Johnson, um, Sing Chris J on all social media platforms. Go to singchrisj.com. Go check out his shirts, his apparel, all that good stuff. And check out his song, um, chasing after you on all digital platforms. And another thing, go check out the Dr. Love Child, Dr. Marvin Netta Clay, the love child of Marvin Gaye and Etta James come together with a singing package that could tear down anybody's church. Check out Dr. Marvin Netta Clay at um, drmarvinettaclay.com. She's even having um, shirts and different apparel made where you can see at Lord Knows is her um is her apparel store so make sure make sure you go check it out and support y'all and make sure you go check out chiquita andrews the book author of the group she has the unbroken go get her book we got so many things happening so in the in the midst of corona there's so much doors that's still being open in the midst of the pandemic there's still so many things that god is still blessing but you have to be obedient you still have to be faithful and you cannot walk by fear because god has a plan for you despite of what's happening around you god appointed you to do some things so you have to be obedient and today i have somebody from my neck of the woods from the Bay Area. And we have Pastor Anton Miller. Pastor Anton. There hey, you go. Hey, what's going on, my brother? 
Amen. So go ahead and introduce yourself to some people. As the preachers used to say, let me introduce uh, introduce you to some and reintroduce you to others. Pastor Anton Miller. Well, good evening to everyone. First of all, uh, to God be all the glory. We honor, we bless him, we praise his name. Uh, just grateful to him for this platform he's given you. It's good to know that you've left the Bay Area and you seem to be doing pretty well out there in Las Vegas. It was great being able to fellowship with you a couple of years ago when I came out. And it's just good being able to hang with you right here on this platform and everywhere else that you're streaming. Uh, again, my name is Antoine Miller, um, minister, former pastor of the Rehoboth Christian Fellowship Church in the city of Alameda, right there in the Bay Area, a little island next to Oakland where I was born and raised and now residing out here in the wonderful, uh, unusually hot city of Stockton, California, um, <laughs> where the Lord has us into a few things. Uh, still uh, on the uh, staff of the Cornerstone Missionary Baptist Church in Oakland, where Dr. Lester Cannon is the senior pastor there. And I'm grateful to God that two years ago when I stepped down from Rehoboth, uh, that I was able to go home. And that's a good it's a good thing that when you can go home and you got a pastor that's ready to receive you with open arms and then when you get there put you to work and so cornerstone right. definitely keeps me busy uh and then the uh just the itinerant uh nature of being a preacher keeps you pretty busy um since i've stepped down from pastor man the lord has opened up doors where i have preached uh, in different parts of the country and pulpits that I thought I would never see. And I'm just grateful to God that he's opened up those doors. Uh, so that's a little bit about me. Um, been Where can I follow you? Where's your social media? You got to come with the, you know, the, the new wave, Pastor. You got to come no, with no, the wave. No, no, no. Where's the social media at? You can follow me right here on Facebook. I've got two little Facebook things going on here. There's Antoine L. Miller and there's Antoine Lamar Miller. And Antoine Lamar Miller is the platform that I use for the most part in promoting uh, my business, which is life insurance investing. Uh, and things of that nature. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter, both with the same handle, R-E-V-A-L-M. That's Rev A-L-M, and A-L-M is Antoine Lamar Miller. So you can find me on those platforms. Uh, I don't do too much on my Snapchat. I got it. I just, it's just there. <laughs> it's one of those it's things you there. say, I have it, but don't ever check it. I'm, I'm, I'm right. Never going. And, uh, you know, other than that, myself and uh, my good friend, my brother, Pastor Raynard Hillis of the Double Rock Baptist Church in Oakland, we, of course, do a uh, little talk show every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. called Ministers on the Mic. And here in the Bay Area, Jalen, you know that there are more people that are familiar with me, I guess, not so much from uh, pastoring, but from the radio show that I used to host that was... Uh, you know, we were blessed in that in that season to uh, be on a very popular radio show that was syndica syndicated in another 16, 17 markets. I had a real good uh, partner in that show that did a whole lot of promotion. So our name was able to get out there. So it's always good to be in different forms of media where we have opportunity to intersect where life crosses faith and be able to share our convictions concerning the crucified Christ, even right here on Anointed Radio. Amen. <laughs> and um, it's gr we, great to have you. Ashley, it's real great because I consider you as one of my mentors when I first started uh, ministering in the Bay Area. And we knew a lot of the same circles and being able to hear wisdom and just being able to get the knowledge that you were able to give me. I really appreciated that, especially in my Bless earlier you. minister days, you know, as Reverend Calhoun instead of Pastor Jay. So um, I really appreciate you on that. And um, what we're going to do right now is go back. No, I'm just playing. So what we're going to uh -oh. do is go ahead and go into the mix. Um, and then at 730. So stay tuned. We're about to play. We're going we're gonna to tear the house down, y'all. And um at 7.30, we're going to come back and we're going to go straight into the interview with Pastor Miller. So we're going to go ahead and start off 
with, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go with um, Have Your Way by Jabari Johnson. And we'll see you guys at 730. See y'all in a minute. Take it out of me. 
There are no words that I can say, no reservations that I could make, no expectations you haven't met. I'm moving forward and my eyes are set on heaven's gate, on heaven's side. For heaven's sake, I live my life. Your love has captured me. I'm chasing after you. I'm chasing after you. Your love has captured me. I'm chasing after you. I'm chasing after you. I'm chasing after you. I'm chasing after you. Look to the Lord in His strength. Devote your heart and soul. It's your presence I want. It's your love I desire. I'm chasing after love. I'm loved. Be strong and take heart. Wait on the Lord your God. Take hold of freedom when Christ has made you free. Oh, you are my God. I've been searching for you, my Lord. Look to the Lord in His strength. Devote your heart and soul. It's your presence I want. It's your love I desire. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace in our time of need. I was so broken and Jesus saved me and that is why I am all about the Lord. I'm chasing, I'm looking, I'm chasing, I'm looking, don't hide from me. Your love has captured me. I'm chasing after you. I'm chasing after you. of my mind troubles they've got me they won't give me one good night i gotta tell the truth i'm tired of going through i don't know what to do it's like a flood i'm going down can't see my rescue if i didn't have you if i didn't have you i'd give up give up Mind. That victory's already mine. 
I woke up in a better mood. Woke up in a better mood. Trying to get a better attitude. Water's rising, it's not even noon. Because your love, you remind me that you, you, you are my refuge, my fortress, comforter, deliverer. You come unexpectedly. You never fail to come rescue me. If I didn't have you, Lord. Happy birthday to Jesus to make you happy. It's one year anniversary today. Amen. And now we're going into the interview and we're going to 
start off in normal fashion with the icebreaker, a Pastor Jay icebreaker question. And uh -oh. the icebreaker question goes like this. If you had to choose Old or New Testament, which one would you choose and why? If you just got a sermon, you just had to preach somewhere and you just had to pull from a scripture, where would you pull it from? Old Testament or New Testament? If I just had to pull a sermon, I would, man, I've been in this for 27 years. So uh, I, I think there's more material that I'm able to pull from the Old Testament than I am the New Testament. However, I prefer the New Testament over the Old Testament because that's where I find grace. Uh, but in the Old Testament, it is a more illustrative language than what the New Testament is. Lots of history, lots of background. And you get a greater understanding of the New Testament when you know the history of the Old Testament. Wow. All right. <laughs> so, and like I told you, I got two minutes, 30 seconds in me. So I'm almost spent. <laughs> <laughs> So let me get two, three minutes fast then. So um, one thing I want you to just tell everybody, kind of introducing yourself is, um, where is your hometown and where do you reside now? Uh, born and raised in California. That's my hometown. I now reside an uh, hour, 15, hour, 20 minutes away in the city of Stockton, California, where the Lord is opening up uh, some new things for us to do out this way. So, you know, we're just going with the flow that Jesus has us going right now. Okay, so I got to ask the question. So what was your very first ministry in church? My very first ministry in church? Uh, well, you're somebody who's involved in music. Uh, quite quite the talented young man. When I was young in the church at the Great Emanuel Baptist Church in Oakland under Dr. George Epps, who was no longer with us, uh, I think the first thing I was a part of uh, aside from being in the youth ministry at the age of 17, 18, was uh, joining the choir. And I gave a commitment that I will do the choir for at least one year uh, because joining the church, I became the youth president. Being the youth president, I want to get the kids involved. So I figured if I do it, they do it. But I found out music ministry was not my calling while I was in the choir. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, that's something, you know, you think of music, you think that everybody's like, oh, you know, being a singer and, and doing this and doing that. And everybody has their aspirations. But you you said it off bat. You was just like, nope, I'm joining just to make sure that everybody in my youth choir. Well, I wanted to get the kids involved, let them know that the church is not just tomorrow. The church is right now. And so you mm -hmm. don't have to wait. And, uh, you know. Even though I make jokes about people, uh, you know, join the A.M. Miller School of Gospel Vocalization where your gospel vocal dreams can come true. That's just a joke. Uh, so when I joined the choir, uh, you know, I had a voice. I bloomed late. So my voice was changing when I was 18, 19 years old. And I remember our choir president, uh, and I love her to death still, Sister Bryant, Demarius Bryant. Uh, she comes over to me after we had a fellowship. And I think my voice was like Peter on that episode of the Brady Bunch. When it's time to change, you know, it's time to change. Well, after we got finished singing, uh, she goes, Brother Mila, I went, yeah. She said, it is just such a good thing to have you in the choir. She's from uh, Jamaica. I went, thank you, Sister Brian. It is just wonderful to have a young man like you in the choir. What else in the church you like to do? <laughs> 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 he said it with, with so much <laughs> and, <laughs> and in asking what else in the church I like to do that led me to my second ministry in the church serving on the usher board <laughs> wow and that was going to be the second thing I go to because we have a poll I've asked everybody I mean actor, preacher activist um, uh, singer gospel singer, preacher Bishop, and right now the, the poll shows that singing ministry is a lot of people's gateway into the church. Right. And that wasn't my gateway into the church. I ended up in the church uh, 
backwards, so to say. I got a good friend, um, stepson, who's my best friend uh, as we were coming up, tried many times to get me to come to church. You know, come to church, come to church, come to church. And I told you my story before about joining the Marine Corps right out of high school, 17 years old. Uh, got sick, didn't get to have the Marine Corps career that I wanted, came back to Oakland. And all before the age of 17, as I'm discharged from a Balboa Naval Hospital and back in Oakland, I'm back in Highland Hospital three days after I got discharged from Balboa Hospital. And so he kept asking me to church. And while my leg was all messed up and on crutches, he finally said, it's going to be some women there. And so I went shopping on my crutches. I got me some clothes. And gosh, dog, he was right. It was a lot of women in the church, but seeing how I was just about to turn 18 and they was all 45 to 50, uh, (laughs) 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 but I heard a word that night. Mm. I heard a word that night and Pastor Epps really reached my soul on that night. So even though I got there under the wrong pretenses, uh, I've been in church ever since, and I thank God for that, uh, that I had a friend that tried everything he could try to get me to come visit the church, and he finally said, there's going to be some women there, and I showed up one Friday night for the musical, and I've been in church ever since. Amen. Well, you know, um, I, I think back, and it was a friend, a friend of mine who was going to choir rehearsal. And that's how I ended up at the great Antioch Church family led by Pastor Raynard Mario Howe. And mm-hmm. um, I got voluntold to be on the choir. You know, and, and I love Pastor Howe. I love Pastor Howe. We were in seminary together. Yeah, he and I were in seminary together at Faith uh, seminary of Tacoma, Washington. That's where we both got our master's degree. And uh, one of the reasons I love him is that uh, being young in ministry and him being a little bit more seasoned than me, he looked out for me. And I was about to drop out of school because I just didn't have enough money to go up to Seattle, uh, to Tacoma, Washington, rather, and do a week of modules. I mean, I had a wife, I had kids, and uh, my money was stretched. And, uh, you know, he said, come on, baby, I got you. The next thing I know, school was paid for for that semester. I had a hotel room when we went up there, classes, and uh, he just took care of me when he didn't have to. And uh, I, I love the words that J. Alfred Smith says all the time. You know, it's just nice to be nice. And Pastor Howell has shown himself to be a nice, nice man to this young man. Amen. And, and and Pastor Howe being my first official pastor with me choosing on my own, he taught me a lot. I was his armor bearer for years, just being in the back of the room, carrying his Bible to his car and just being able to say that he gave that influence, which brought me yeah. into being where I am today, where I just I thank him because during that time, um, you don't see many 15 year olds going to church by themselves with no parents. and then having such a mentorship that I got from Pastor Howe and a lot of the men in the church to teach me how to be a man and then be a man of Christ was okay. very big and impactful. So, yeah, definitely shout out to Dr. Mario Howe out there, because if it wasn't Dr. Mario Howe, it definitely for sure wouldn't be me. So, <laughs> you know, Pastor Jay and, and Pastor Antoine Miller might not have lasted. <laughs> right. So. Um, one thing I, I want to first ask you is, um, when did you accept the calling and what was, what was the big thing? Cause so, so you said that you start, you went to church for the women's. So we went there and then you went back to church and you, you've been there ever since, but what was your call, um, to actually say, you know what, I'm going to preach. You, you know, I, when it comes to preaching, um, being called for it is one thing, but it was something that people seen in me going back to when I was three. Uh, 
for the day uh, as after I finished preaching at the Cornerstone Church. Um, but uh, Lewis told my mother he going to be a preacher when he grow up. Without even thinking about it, my first visit to family in uh, Louisiana and all the kids being asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? And of course, you had kids back then. I want to be Walter Payton. I want to be O.J. Simpson. Uh, I want to play baseball. And when my uncle's dad asked me, I said, I'm going to be a pastor. And, and this was a kid that wasn't going to church. And so I don't know where those words came from. Um, I joined Allen Temple. I stopped going to church and I was 12 because somebody got me upset because I was a little hood kid from East Oakland. They said some words I didn't like. I took offense to it. I got in trouble. I went to Marines, got sick, and then finally went back to church. What opened up my eyes to my calling on ministry was what the Lord kept allowing me to put my hands on and kept snatching from my hands. I had a pretty good dancing career in my younger days that uh, opened up wonderful opportunities for me to see different parts of the world, to tour with uh, some major rap groups, to be in different places. Uh, but on the biggest tour I was ever on, uh, that was when I realized I couldn't do this anymore. I couldn't dance. I couldn't be praying for us to go on stage knowing that the rap group I was dancing for would be cutting out the whole audience as soon as we got out there or uh, looking at this as 80 pounds ago that I would have my shirt off uh, dancing on the stage doing what we did back then. It just didn't jive well with who the Lord had purposed me to be. So I confessed my call to ministry at the age of 22 at Greater Emmanuel. Wow, up on 30 years, bro. Uh, at Greater Emmanuel under Pastor Epps. And it was a night my cousin got him? killed. And I didn't know he got killed. But, I, huh? I said, you seasoned. Say that again? You seasoned. So <laughs> I didn't know my cousin got killed that night, but I dreamed that he did. I woke up the next morning and found out he had been shot and killed in San Diego. And for me, that was the end of my run. There's a whole lot of stuff that's there. I just gave you the uh, the bread the bread ends of the sandwich. <laughs> so one thing I would I want to oh, wow. I, I always you. love to ask. You can't hear me. Can't hear me now. If you can hear me, I think it's on. Yeah, we. I can hear you. All right. So the next question that I really want to ask you, um, as you fix your phone, is this. <laughs> I believe you still can hear me, right? So I hope Pastor, it comes you hear back. Me? All right. All right. I still can't hear. Can you hear me? So let me uh, fill my, my earbud. Okay. So we can hear you. All right. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear us? And I still can't hear. So uh, as they say, the devil is the is lie. So filibuster for a second. I may have to sign out and sign back in because uh, it's messing with me. Okay, I got you. Amen. So that is Pastor Miller as he signed out and signed back in to tell us the rest of the story. I want a lot of people to realize is that so many preachers were called to the ministry. I don't know what happened. Well, Two minutes. Can you hear us? All right, cool. So, like I wanted to say, I just want to say to many people that's out there, um, God's going to use you in the times that you think you're trying to do something else. So I just give you a personal testimony is that when I was trying to do a lot of things with music first, God had a calling on my life when I was in the military and said, you know, preaching and ministry is going to be what your thing is. And I was running from it. And I ran from it. I ran from it. I heard from so many people confirming it. I mean, from state to state that I've went to, especially being in the military traveling, I heard at different churches I would visit that you'll be a preacher. God has a calling on your life. And the thing I would want to say to you today is that God 
has a plan for you. And it's so easy just to be able to follow that plan that God has for you than to try to fight against it because God will have his way one way or another. And if you follow God, I mean, the plan that he has for your life, you will have so much more than you could even dream of. And the little things that you're holding on to, I'm telling you, it's way better to be obedient than to be disobedient with God. And Pastor Miller, we see that you're back. We're bringing Pastor Miller back. You hear us? <laughs> All right, we're back. Uh, awesome. Let me just tell you, if you have an iPad, don't use inferior uh, earbuds. Go with the Apple-issued product. Trust me, you'll love it. <laughs> and you can hear. Amen. Amen. So I was, I was, I wanted to kind of just ask you, what? What is some of the things that you would give advice to a younger preacher um, that's coming up in the ministry? What would be some words of wisdom and some advice that you would give them? Uh, one thing I would tell a younger preacher coming into ministry, um, don't be afraid or too proud to sit under seasoned leadership. Every preacher needs a pastor. Every pastor needs a pastor. Uh, so don't be so quick to try to start something because you might not be ready for it. Don't give in to what other people may be trying to feed into you because there are other people that will feed their ego through your life. In other words, they'll tell you how good you are, how great you are, what you should be doing in ministry. And then when you get started, they're not there with you. They stayed where you left. <laughs> they right. stayed where you left. And so don't give in to that. Uh, secondly, uh, I don't care how anointed you are. Educate yourself. Get into some books. Learn the Bible. Trust me, you can always know it better than what you do. And don't think that you know it all. And then for any preacher, any pastor in particular, uh, you have to have a mindset uh, as the children of Issachar in First uh, Chronicles chapter 12. The children of Issachar, they had an understanding of the times, an awareness of the times, so that they would be able to tell Israel what they ought to do. Uh, I think a great failing in a lot of preachers is that we become so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good and we don't familiarize ourselves with a lot of things that are going on around us. If we did, we'd be able to see that when it comes to dealing with politics, social issues and stuff like that, the Bible already got answers for it. But you mm -hmm. got to know it and you got to be aware of what's happening in the uh, in the city and the state that you're in. Amen. So y'all preachers out there and future preachers, um, take those words. And one thing I wanted to just add on to this as well is that let the things that you preach, preach them to yourself. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times there's I, there's times where and I, I've been guilty of it, where I've preached, but I didn't receive the message I preached mm -hmm. and God tested me on that later that day. And then I realized yeah. I was going through exactly because I missed the message. It went over my right. head. Everybody else got the message. It went over my head because I was just just feeling like, yeah, I did. I did my thing. I, I, right. I told the house down. I gave the word. And everybody <laughs> they even did some hashtags for me, you know. And then they should know it in your own personal life when everybody is gone and you at home. The word, the message that God gives the preacher, the preacher has to receive it as well. And that's one thing I, I learned in my I guess you could say head hitting the wall sometimes and had to get some mentorship of ministry because a lot of times we preach, but then we show a, that, you know, a different, I guess you could say it like this. And this is where church hurt people come from. And we all know it is that we see the preachers, we see the pastors and they preach. And then on the outside, they act human, but guess what? Can I give you all a highlight? Boo, boo, boo. We are. We exactly. Emotions. We go through things. We're we're in, a lot of a lot of preachers I know is empathic, so they feel for other people, which is a very beautiful trait. But it comes with a lot of burden to it because you 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 get, I guess you could say, dragged into situations emotionally, mm -hmm. and it then turns physically. 
because then you want to do something about it. And then you don't leave any room for Jesus. I'm just speaking of my own personal experiences where you, you try to be Jesus because you so emotionally drawn into the situation that you sometimes have to realize that you got to step back, even though you could feel for that person, you could try to, you know, do as much as you can. You really got to lead them to Jesus in those tough times. And that's right. what I've it, Even though we are God's ambassadors on earth, we are uh, representations of Christ because he lives in us. Uh, it's not God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit, and then you, Jesus Christ, light. We're not called to be that. We're, we're still human. And God wants to use that humanness in us because that's what's able to make us, as you said, empathetic to other people and even sympathetic to some folks where sympathy needs to be shown. Um, right. And then on the subject of preaching and you not getting the message, a lot of preachers need to get their ego out of the way. If you can't be preached to, you shouldn't be preaching to. And a lot mm -hmm. of folks will never get that. It's a very simple statement, but you have to be willing to be preached to. And don't preach for the hashtag, for the likes, for the pats on the back. Listen to what Jesus says. You already have your reward. So, <laughs> so if, right. you're preaching, if you're preaching to bring the house down and for folks to give you the compliments or whatever, there's your reward right there. It's something that may touch the ears of those who are in the audience, but God looks at what you delivered as, eh, okay, whatever. That was for you. You need something that's going to be for you. Right. Bam. Yeah. See? Sir Matt right there. Throw that out oh, there. Oh, boy. Stop That it. was an alley-oop. That was an alley-oop. <laughs> right so let's talk about your business, and then we can wrap up. Um, let's talk about your business. Your business, I believe, is very important because um, a lot of people do not prepare um, or even, I guess you could say, even keep a lot of focus on the business that you do. So go ahead and talk a little bit about your business. Well, uh, I am a life insurance, uh, life insurance agent or a life agent. Um, I've been in that business off and on from 1994 when my oldest son was born, finished up my master's degree and then got right back into it. Um, unfortunately, when it comes to life insurance, it's something that our community really ignores. Why? Because we can't see ourselves planting seeds for fruit trees we'll never eat off of. We get life insurance so that we can take care of the generation after us, so that we can leave them in a better position than what we're in. We're in a country where as African-Americans, we've already started off behind the eight ball with so much gerrymandering, redlining, loans that was not given to our people, we missed out on the accumulation of wealth that happened in the early part of the 20th century because we were not allowed to participate in it. And from over 400 Black-owned banks at that time then less than, to less than 20 right now, we continue to miss out on it because we still live in those neighborhoods that are not looked at as up and coming. Uh, we, look, we live in those neighborhoods that are undesirable. So the best way to get a financial footing for our children, for our families, is to get life insurance. That way you can create an immediate estate. You may not ever see a dime of that $100,000, $300,000 or even more, but it's to take care of the generation that is following you and to set an example. So when we start talking about generational wealth and transferring generational blessings, that's one of the ways we start doing it. Amen. And because I, I definitely have been in a situation where I knew we you had to scramble when things yeah. happen in death, you know, and a bill is left and not a wheel. That's right. Common. A bill is always left instead of a wheel. And just to let people know, a lot of times people are like, well, I'll have a bank account. And if I pass away, they can have my bank account. Well, guess what? They freeze your assets when you pass away. So just give that exactly. little 
the, that little excerpt until someone fights. I think they're even still fighting for Prince's estate and all his things. So it's, it could go into a lengthy battle for you compared to if you have life insurance, you could be able to make sure that all your bills and the things are taken care of for your estate so that you're not causing your kids to scramble and affect your grandkids or your um, kids and their spouse and putting people in financial burdens because it's horrible that you you know everybody has to restart and i think that goes into right. where the generational wealth does not appear because everyone's trying to catch up and right. i've actually seen someone where i think i believe i when i first started doing life insurance when i still lived in the bay area i, I spoke with someone and um, they was like, yeah, that sounds great. And they didn't go with it. And next, you know, it, their significant other passed away and now they're doing a GoFundMe. Just think if they would have yeah. just invested into that, they wouldn't have been such in the financial burden. And I think that's one thing that as a community, people should think about that because protecting your assets, you didn't work all that hard for you to just have your family lose it. Let me give you some biblical principles real quick as our time is uh, starting to run short. When Sarah died, there were those that wanted to give Abraham a cave where he could bury his dead. Abraham said, no, let me buy it for what it's worth so I can go bury my dead. Because if they would have just gave him that spot, it would have been just for Sarah. But Abraham was looking out for him and other family members that he might be able to bury them. So we have to be able to pay for this. In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 6, verse number 3, Solomon said, if one should live many years, have many children, and does not have a proper burial, an untimely birth is better than they are. In other words, Solomon says that if you should die, and that business is not taken care of, it would have been better if you were stillborn or miscarried because uh, it has a lot to do with your legacy. Don't leave your family with the debt of trying to take care of final expenses. And then Solomon again says in Ecclesiastes 7 and 1, a good name is better than precious ointment and the day of one's birth is better than that of one's death is better than that of one's birth. In other words, at the end of your story, don't let the exclamation point uh, be a semicolon where there's some bills that they've got to catch up to. Let it be an exclamation point. My daddy, my mom took care of everything. So when they passed away, they had pre-planning in place for a funeral and they also left life insurance so that we wouldn't have to pay for the funeral but gave the next generation a boost moving forward amen so yeah i, I believe that's a big thing guys everybody listen to it it's big it's big to think about the future if you if you plan for the future it will come out better compared to just living day to day I know mm -hmm. we're not supposed to worry about the stresses, which is biblical. We're not supposed to worry about stresses of tomorrow. But the main thing is you have to be able to have a plan because even in the Bible says, make the plan and I will order your steps. Right. So with that being said, everybody, um, I want to just say thank you, Pastor Miller, for coming on here. It's great oh, job you, to have you on here. And it's, it's, it feels good. I feel like I'm almost back home. You know, being able to break bread and talk to talk to the bros, you know, the preacher yes, crew, you're, talk you're, to the preacher crew that I have back home, and it's great to just be able to have you on the show as well, so that you could be able to spread some knowledge. Because I believe you you threw some gems out there where somebody listening is going to be like, man, that was that was that was on top. That was on. I needed to hear that. So bless you. And I know the show is ending, but that's where a lot of pastors fell in stewardship and that we don't teach people how to take care of those financial matters like that. And many pastors re can't retire and die in the pulpit because they never set up retirement planning or anything like that. Bam. I'm mm. done. Uh, he dropped that last <laughs> gym on y'all. So if you need any life insurance or inf information about that, make sure you go check out Mr. Anton. Uh, let me excuse myself, Pastor Anton L. Miller, and um, get all your information of how you could be able to protect you and your family. And if you just need a word from the man of God, he has wisdom. He's been in ministry for going on 30 years. So like how Ooh. he saw Pastor Howe, uh, Dr. Mario Howe, um, I see him as the seasoned the seasoned uh, oh, creatures boy. in the situation. 
which has given me wisdom and it's been great to be able to have such a man of God to be able to give me wisdom and mentorship and friendship because outside the pulpit, that's what men and women of God should be having is an actual true friendship where you could call on someone and be able to hear a, a biblical word, just like how you could call your worldly friends. You should be able to call, you should especially be able to call your Christian friends and be yes, able sir. to ask, you know, am I right? You know, am I doing right? Um, what's your advice? Things like that, because bless how blessed and good it is for brothers to dwell into unity. Uh, pleasant and good. I can't, I'm chopping that up, but y'all know where I'm saying. <laughs> I'm it's good for brothers and sisters to dwell into unity, especially when we all are in one body of Christ to be able to uplift Jesus Christ and spread the gospel. We actually have to like each other. Because it says in the Bible, simply, and I'm going to drop it off on from there. How can you love a God you don't see and hate your brother and sister that you do see? That's right. Man, That's right. It's just that kind of that simple. It, it, so much love, everybody. I want to just say thank you, Pastor Miller, on behalf of Anointed Radio uh, for coming you, on the show. And um, we're going to do this again. You family already. I don't have to say that. So, um, All right. we definitely do it again, especially when you have something coming up, maybe even, you know, you might have a church event or anything that's coming up, or might be, you might even have a church event coming up in Vegas. We don't know, you know, COVID well, is happening on so many pauses, but so much stuff is stewing in the background. Nothing has stopped. It's just now in a different direction. So I, I definitely can't wait to see the great things well, that God is going to do in your life, doc. And yeah, thank you. Well, man, you know I like visiting Vegas, and it, I, it ain't got nothing to do with being on the strip. I just like coming down and seeing you and a couple other people I know. And my thing is, I like to eat. Oh. <laughs> I like to eat too. I wish I wish that all the places will open back up in Jesus' name. Ah, spirit. Mm. So, oh, so. my plate. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, everybody, I want. To just go ahead, I guess we could just um, get Cletus in the room so he could go ahead and uh, close us out. And one thing I want everybody to know is make sure you go download the Anointed Radio app where you can get 24-hour gospel on the, your mobile phone. You can even connect it to your car. So you, if no matter where you are, even though we're in the city of Las Vegas, no matter where you are, you can go download the Anointed Radio app at the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store and listen to gospel 24-7. You'll see hear that, I got it. See, and he got it. It's playing right now. You could be able to see the same interview this Sunday at 7 o'clock. Listen to the playback. And this Sunday, you could be able to go check us out on all of the digital platforms for podcasts. Yes, we play our uh, playbacks on podcasts. We're on every, it's easier to say it this way. We're on everything but title because Jay-Z be tripping. I'm going to make that into a shirt. <laughs> Jay-Z be tripping. So we're on everything. We're on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Radio.com. We're on Online Radio Box. We're on um, TuneIn. We're on everything. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're on everywhere. all those things. Everywhere but title. Check me out on Jay-Z. YouTube. And on YouTube, which yes. we're live right now. Listen, all people, get on YouTube and find me right there. Antoine L. Miller, right there on YouTube. Get a word for yourself. Ah, right there. And he did his <laughs> plug-in while we're doing our plug-in. So <laughs> with that being said, y'all, um, I want y'all to know much love. And we're going to be able to close out. And I think the word of the day is that before... Before, honestly, before you do anything, involve God. Intervene with God. You know, he said, make your plans. That means you got to speak that out. You got to speak that into existence. You got to manifest that. So when before you do anything, talk to God, and God will give you guidance. Amen. 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 So with that being said, we will see you guys next week. Much love. And stay safe, y'all. Wash your hands. Keep your masks on. All that good stuff. Bye, y'all.